You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. I have a question for you. Were your supplements made before or after your DNA test results? Let me introduce you to Euphoria. Euphoria is the one and only company to offer personalized designer nutrition created specifically for you based upon your DNA profile. How is Euphoria's DNA test different? Euphoria's DNA test unlocks the secrets to your actionable genes and their influence on your body. These actionable genes are called SNPs or SNPs. And with nearly 400 million unique formulas, this is your very own customized nutritional supplement. With Euphoria, you get to say bye to one size fits all blind nutrition and hello to customized nutrition made specifically for you and your DNA. And it is so custom that even the barcode has your name on it. No formula is exactly the same. Interested in learning more about Euphoria? Check out the show notes of this episode, or you can visit our website at www.flauntyourfire.com show and all the details that you need to find out more about their unique process and unique supplement will be there waiting for you. Welcome back to the Flaunt Your Fire show, where we explore what it means to be your whole self, both online and in person, as you unapologetically flaunt the fire that burns within you. I am your host and CEO of Flaunt Your Fire, India Jackson, and today I am joined by my co-host, Erica Corday. Yes, we have a co-host on this podcast, and I thought for the first guest episode, who better to have? Now, do you know who Erica Corday is? If not, what rock have you been living under? Erica Corday has been a part of the Flaunt Your Fire brand long before it was even named Flaunt Your Fire. Back in 2009 is when we discovered her. And she's been a part of my life as well since then. We've become incredible business partners, incredible friends over the years, and Erica just has such an incredible lens on so many areas of life and business. She's a diversity, equity, and inclusion coach, or DEI for short, and she also helps people with life coaching and business coaching. She loves to talk about imperfect allyship, 
She also loves to talk about imperfect action because this is where change happens. This is where momentum begins, is letting go of the need to be perfect and just getting into action. And so who better to have as my first guest than my (laughs) co-host? Erica and I also have a secondary podcast. If you haven't heard of that, it's called Pause on the Play. And again, I'm going to ask you, what rock have you been living under? But go check it out pause on the play. It's our secondary podcast where we dive into more of the diversity piece of marketing. We also go into a lot of things about mindset and just so many other things that go under the lens of the work that she does individually with her clients. And we also offer some services together under that brand umbrella. So you can kind of say that pause on the play um, is a little bit of a hybrid between what Erica does and then occasionally bringing flaunt your fire or me and um, and my team and to offer some workshops that bring in that marketing piece of what her imperfect allies would like to bring into their brand. So I am so excited to have Erica Corday here on this episode. We're going to be talking about something that has really just been uh, an area of resistance for me over the years and an area of resistance for her too. And we just kind of randomly landed on a conversation one day a long time ago to realize that both of us hated it. And that is ideal client profiles um, is how I had always heard of it in my lens of the marketing, photography, branding, and graphic design world. And in her world, of coaching and the wedding and beauty business, she had always heard it be called ideal client avatars. Same difference, just different name. And what these things have in common is it is having you figure out how to explain who your ideal client is to someone else. And you're going to hear our thoughts about it, but I just think it's so important to say that... Your clients are so much more than things that they cannot change, like their age or things that have nothing to do with who they are inside. And we had just never seen this work be done under a lens that was inclusive and under a lens that actually like made sense in your business. I mean, aside from doing marketing ads on something like Facebook or Instagram, we really, it doesn't really matter how old your person is or where they geographically live, especially if you're not a brick and mortar. So I'm so excited to bring this conversation to you. Let's get this show on the road. Okay, the conversation of inclusive ideal client profiles has been on my mind. And when I thought about it, I'm like, who better to have this conversation with than you? Because you are like the queen of inclusion. (laughs) I will take this title and I will wear my crown and I will not let it fall off. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I, I, I like that you use the word inclusive because I don't think I've ever done anything that was around an ideal client profile 
exercise, workshop, anything that ever truly felt inclusive. It actually felt super du- super duper like like it was excluding all of yeah. these people. And I know why it did it to try to say, oh, here's your person. But it also seemed like it was very surface. I agree. Um, <laughs> I remember when we first met, um, which for those of you that may not know, it's been about 10 years, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I'm starting to lose oh. track. We getting old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I remember like we were Frankensteining our businesses at the time. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. go find something and be like, oh, I guess we should do this and bring it to Erica. And then like, Erica, you would go find something and bring it to me. And one of the things that you bought to me was an ideal client avatar thing. And I'm like, this feels gross. (laughs) And, and just like full disclosure, it was not something that I ever felt good doing. It was something that when I would do it, I would feel this like thing in my chest or almost like this invisible wall. Like you can't walk forward with this. Like you can't. And I never really knew why. And I thought it was simply that, I was resistant to nailing down this one type of person. I felt like it was just like, you know, that whole thing that I think a lot of business owners go through, which is feeling like if I only talk to one person, am I not talking to enough people to give myself an opportunity for business? But I now know why it felt weird even though like it made sense and I got why it was like you should do this and I saw it everywhere and I'm like all right I guess it makes sense let's give it a shot like I don't think everybody's wrong and I think there's validity in it as a concept but I think the execution was whack as hell in my opinion Yeah. I mean, I think that that was true for both of us. It was like we were doing it because we felt like we were supposed to. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were doing it because it was one of those things that when you start to look at bringing people on your team or outsourcing certain pieces of your business, that they ask you like, oh, well, what's your ideal client? You know, and it's like, well, I got to give you an answer. So let me just go Google how to put this together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it just, it didn't feel good. And I'll say for me, I didn't understand at the time, but later on I realized that it felt it reminded me of racial profiling or it reminded me of stereotyping um, because you literally were looking at how much money somebody made and where they lived and what race they might be or marital status or gender. Age. It's a very small bucket. Yes. And it just felt weird to say, well, I want my client to be this. But then in my mind, that also meant that, well, I'm saying, subconsciously I don't want my client to be that and (laughs) well yeah and I feel like sometimes you would also end up in this place of creating and using that word Frankensteining again this person that doesn't even actually exist yeah yeah so I actually want you to kind of explain to your audience from the marketing standpoint what was it that still made the ideal client concept important enough to continue it like where does this matter where do you use this because I don't think it was a lost cause which is why the idea of making it inclusive was important 
But from a marketing standpoint, when you do it in a way that is inclusive, where does this type of exercise and what comes from it actually come into play? Um, That's a great question. So I think it's impossible to do business, to do marketing, to do branding. Um, Even if you're not as a traditional business, like you're maybe an influencer or a personal brand where you have sponsors without thinking about like your ideal audience. So your ideal audience might necessarily be a client. Let me just clarify that. But I think this work matters. At the same time, I think it is so important, especially in today's day, for it to be from a place of inclusion and a place of values, things that go Mm -hmm. beyond like the tangible demographics, because we're humans. Like we have our own thought patterns. We have our own likes, our own dislikes. We believe in certain things. We don't believe in other things. And I really do believe from my standpoint that that is what unifies us. And that's also what repels us because if I value animal rights and you don't, (laughs) but we're over here talking about animal rights, it's going to scare you away. Hopefully it does because I don't want you bringing your fur over here. (laughs) Like (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Keep that shit over there. But this matters because, so there's that piece of it of like understanding what connects you to somebody else as a business and what doesn't, what might repel you so you can keep the wrong people away too. Um, But also think it boils down into community. And Erica, you've done an amazing job at building communities um, within your own brand, but then also helping other leaders evolve and build their own communities. And i sure you'll agree with me, but I, for me, I think one of the most important parts of community is everybody feeling safe, you know, and feeling unified and connected. And when you really have looked at your ideal client profile from a standpoint of their values, it can unify the group much quicker and easier and allow diversity in the room now because multiple kinds of people of different ages, different genders, different monetary backgrounds of how much money they make, you name it, can care about, in this case, animal rights. It could be human rights. It could be whatever. But that doesn't really have a look. And you used a really important word there, which was unify. And I think that because so much of the typical ideal client kind of the 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 energy behind it is really about excluding those that you don't want to talk to that you're ex- but you're excluding them in a way that again is very superficial and so when you get into a place of unifying unifying is not about how tall you are where you work Uh, how old you are, what magazines you read. Unifying really, to me, symbolizes what are the things that make you tick? What are the things that matter to you? What are the things that you believe in? And I think that when you can see how that works in in groups, in communities, and um, organizations, it's very easy to see how these things can create space 
for connection. And so why not bring that into other concepts like ideal client? Yeah, and I think that um, (laughs) it can, when you look at things from a place of values, you will turn off people who don't have the same values. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. But the beauty of that is I've found that sometimes the people you turn off that don't have those same values, watch what you and your community have done, how you are unified, how you are leading with a message that is bigger than self and bigger than what you sell. And sometimes it's those very people that come back years later and say, you know, I'm so proud of what I've seen you guys do, or you completely changed the way that I saw this cause or this part of life. And I now actually have a similar value to you. You guided me there. Like that is huge. And (laughs) you saw you had a moment. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it's so I feel like it's happened for me and I've seen it happen for other people in that you can be given any number of ideologies or thought processes or just different little pieces of knowledge that can be extremely helpful to you in where you're trying to go. But what happens is sometimes you don't even always know that that's where you're going or you don't know how to your brain at that moment, like, just literally says does not compute. Like, you just can't at that point. And when that time comes that you can feel it on, this is where I'm getting woo, on, like, this spiritual level <laughs> where, like, your chest will get warm when you think about certain things or your belly will tighten when you think about certain things. Um, it all happens when it's supposed to happen. And there's so often that you're given things and it's just not your time for it yet but being able to stay open to it is so important and that is where you get those places of like yeah i heard that initially five years ago but right now holy shit does it hit home and do i understand everything that was trying to be given to me yeah and so i want to make it very clear that when you are looking at ideal client profiles from an inclusive place. Some people may feel excluded or exclude themselves and that's okay. But what I find is that when you are leading from a place of these are our values and these are our people's values, like, or here's what we care about. Here's the changes that we're making in the world. Um, You know, doing something that is bigger than self from a place that is not self-centric, I think, over time can completely change the way that those very people who excluded themselves may feel over time. And they eventually might include themselves back in or like, I get it now, you know, (laughs) it's crazy to see that happen. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. Well, and the beauty of it is that you're not saying you're not welcome here. You're simply basing it on what the connecting threads are that makes someone want to be included there, which means it's an open door policy. It's not, oh, you can't come in because. It means doors open, come in whenever you're ready. But you've also made it very clear what happens when you walk through that door, but you're allowing the door to stay open. And so when I think about really doing this work of breaking down 
what I believe is called the psychographics of your ideal client. Like how mm-hmm. do they think? How do they feel? What do they value? Um, these important things that we do with clients. Um, I think it shows up in your branding. And so one of the things that comes to mind for me is that um, almost, hmm, what was it, April of 2019, we created a brand <laughs> unintentionally. It just kind of happened, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was not on purpose. It was so not on purpose. <laughs> we created a brand that was completely around like the value of pressing pause on all the stupid shit <laughs> and having a conversation uh-huh. about it. Yep. And insert pause in the play. Our awesome other podcast, um, of which Erica is the host, and I am the occasional co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that brand in such a short period of time touched so many people and completely changed the way that they saw your field of diversity, equity, inclusion, but then also like the other conversations that we just naturally have as girlfriends about imposter syndrome, mindset, visibility, like you name. <laughs> and it's funny because like it changed how, how we showed up. It changed how other people were perceiving um, the messaging, how open they were and willing to actually show up and have tough conversations and to be present for them. And it actually it actually kind of just created this space where the branding really kind of created itself almost. And the people that showed up and listened and contributed created it. It wasn't like, oh, let's go in and create this branding. Like this is the first time that I've ever had a brand or business that the branding kind of created itself. It really did. Um, And I think it's been pretty cool to see it evolve, Um, see the colors and how they're like, (laughs) so like neon and exciting and like punching you in the face like a crayon box. But yet it's Mm -hmm. completely different than Flaunt Your Fire. It's completely different than Erica Corday. Guys, like if you have not listened to Pause on the Play and you're over here at Flaunt Your Fire, you have to check it out. It's a completely different experience than what we have here. And it's important equally because the conversations just are crazy um let them know where they can find pause on the play erica pause on the play we are in multiple places first of all the website pause on the play.com instagram which this tends to be our platform of choice when it comes to social media is um at pause on the play um for those of you business owners we are also on linkedin and if you are not on linkedin i need you to go do that it's important build your brand build your connections um we are um pause on the play there but we're also under our individual brands which of course is erica corday and flaunt your fire so for us these are the spaces where we really talk about visibility mindset how these things come together and this is also where we talk about inclusive ideal clients yes and so when i go back and i think about why does this matter now like as a listener okay i get it 
inclusive ideal client profiles, but like, what do I get out of it? Like, why am I doing this? You know? And what comes to mind for me is <laughs> it completely changes your audience. Like it changes how it feels to work in your business. The clients that we have seen and talked to and chatted with from pause in the play, ah, oh, it's just felt so different than anything I have ever experienced. Um, and it's turned into tangible revenue. It's turned into speaking engagements. It's turned into trainings. It's turned into so many other things um, that I think approaching ideal client from having this mindset of what might have originally could have easily been for your brand, Erica Corday, a 45-year-old white woman who makes six figures mm -hmm. and owns a business. <laughs> And it kind of did start there. And I was just like, oh, please don't make me do this. And then I began to, and I, th I feel like that was a part of it because being that everything that I was doing was around diversity, equity, and inclusion, that felt so counterintuitive. And so to begin to pay attention to who I was talking to, who was talking with me, um, and you're seeing what are the beliefs? What are the values? What are the ethics? And then that was a big piece of shifting it from just being this imaginary person that you just put all these pieces together with to being, you know, and you use the word audience. And I think that's a perfect, you know, word for it in that you're creating this audience of people that have these connecting threads and these, you know, things in common. And I actually want to know from a marketing standpoint, you do a lot when it comes to like social media, for example. And mm -hmm. these are things that shift very quickly. Um, why is this going into 2020 the perfect time to begin to get a good hold on who your ideal client or audience is from an inclusive place? when it comes to maneuvering social media? Oh, great question. I personally feel like when you're thinking about selling something, the next thing that you think about is like, how am I going to sell it? How am I going to get butts and seats? And so you have to market, you have to be visible, you have to show up in places. And you can do that in so many different ways. It could be a podcast, it could be posting, it could be going to in-person events. But you need a strategy and a plan for that. And it doesn't have to be some big like thing that you spent days and days working on. At the same time, I think that the place that I love to start with clients is knowing who are you doing this for? Knowing is, how do they benefit from what it is that you sell? Um, if you're a personal brand, the affiliate links and things like that that you share, like who benefits from that? And why do they care about it? And when you start to break down ideal client, it makes everything else about your messaging so much clearer when you're going to post that post on Instagram or LinkedIn or you name it. Um, if you're going to be doing Facebook Lives, you know exactly what it is that they care about because you have broken down all of their values. So you can speak from a place that offers value to them because you know what their values are. And I think that when we don't have that figured out, 
we then end up picking the wrong events to show up at where our people are not at. And we just don't know because we haven't really taken the time to think about who our people are. So when you're looking at, for example, wedding industry, which is Silver Emergence Wheelhouse, like you said it costs sometimes up to like $3,000 to have a booth at these wedding conventions. Uh-huh. It's crazy. But if you're picking the wrong convention, you've spent $3,000 on a booth. You've spent at least one full day of your time and your team's time talking to people that were the wrong people that are not the people who care about what you care about. So they're not going to be interested in your business. Um, when you have narrowed that down much better, you're able to pick the right event where in your case, they care about inclusive weddings. They care about interracial marriage. They care about same sex rights. And therefore, like you walk away with a ton of amazing clients that let's be real are fun to work with because who wants to start a business that feels like a job where you see the client call and you're like, ah, shit, like nobody does. <laughs> no. And honestly, I'm glad that you mentioned, like once you figure out, you know, who, who this audience is that you're speaking to, it does shift the events that you choose to participate in or to visit or the rooms that you're putting yourself in. And honestly, I talked a lot about it in 2019 and I am actually doing a lot more work around it in 2020 because I think that there's a lot of work to be done around understanding who this ideal audience is that you're speaking to while you're doing it. And then in turn, where are you putting yourself? Where are you looking for them? Where are you allowing yourself to not only find them, but to be found by them and to figure out what are the places that your people are hanging out? You have to first figure out who these people are. And that is absolutely a tangible ROI um, return on investment in your time and money and effort with that because you're now speaking to the people that care about the things that you care about. They care about the things that your business, your brand, your services are actually built on and around. And I think that without having that, it's kind of tough to, like you can't do one without the other. And so for someone that wants to come to you and get assistance with marketing, but they're not clear on who they're speaking to, why they're speaking to them and versus well, this is what I like. So this is what I'm going to put out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That old phrase of throwing spaghetti at the wall. Good luck. Like mm-hmm. we can give you the best marketing ever and you will get clients, but they might not be the clients you like working with. Nope. And here's the thing. I feel like a, a big part of this is being open. So please chime in if you think it there's something that I might be missing with this, but I feel like when you really look at an ideal client from what their values are and you have gotten clear on what they care about and how you can best serve them, it allows you to be open because you haven't attached any of these like demographics to them of age, gender. And so even when I think back on pause on the play, This might have been something that we thought would be like white women listening to in their 40s. 
But actually, like we've seen the pause on the play audience now has a lot of black men, a lot of black women listen to pause on the play. Um, there's also some Latinos and just different demographics that in being open to say, no, here's the value and anybody can have this value. You've now opened your doors to so many other kinds of clients that in the past you could have been unintentionally repelling. And I think that that's an important thing to note. If you're not speaking to the right people, that whole repel thing, yeah, that's real. That's real. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) you might not even realize that like the people that you want to repel, like for me with Silver Immersion, I knew that if marriage equality was not something that you stood for, then it was very likely that if you came in, you gave us your money, the wedding day comes and people are just having conversation. We're making some awkward moments because people just start talking to you like a regular person. And next thing you know, (laughs) something comes up and they're like, yeah, Trump is great. And you're like, Oh Jesus, I'm stuck with you for the next five hours. Oh no. Yeah. So real talk. Like it's, I think it is important because your personal ethics don't have to be, uh, front and center in your brand but if these are things that can affect how you work with people it is important to decide what is it that you do want to actually bring into your brand particularly if it's a personal brand or your business or your organization I'm going to completely co-sign that and I think that it is so important to recognize that everything that you discover from doing Um, an ideal client profile, an inclusive, like heart-centric, ethical kind of way determines all the other pieces of your business. So Erica's right. It goes into what events you go to. It goes into how you decide what your captions are. What are you going to talk about on Instagram stories? What are you going to show up on on social media? Because maybe your people aren't even on Instagram. Maybe people who care about what you care about are on LinkedIn. Um, and so putting your time in the right place, it determines what kind of business networking groups that you join as like your, what I like to call your little hub or your home where they know you best. Mm-hmm. Oh, my stomach enjoying the conversation. <laughs> For those of you that do not know, India's stomach likes to join the conversation a lot. It happens yes. a lot. Now, the funny thing is what y'all don't hear is I feel like my children are trying to come through my ceiling right now because I am hiding out to record and they are upstairs losing their entire minds. But that means that they're playing. I can hear them. So everybody's still alive and breathing. So this is real life, people. This is real life. life. So just to wrap that up, it determines everything else. And I say this because when we think about business, whether it's personal brand or a larger corporation, you are making an investment of your time on where you show up, an investment of your money to be there. You make an investment of your time on social media and sometimes your money too on schedulers or social media coach or a company that does done for you services. Then you're also looking at your logo, your website, your graphics, like all of these things are time and money investments. And every step of the way, being able to infuse that from a place of does this speak to my ideal client matters because when you do that, you don't have to pay for it 
again because it's misaligned, maybe because things have evolved, but we can hold off on having to rebrand or update things much, much longer when we have a clear idea of who our clients are. And then that means that when they come to someone to help with photography or a marketing plan or brand colors, that you can actually have a reason for the things that you did. And then if that reason doesn't fully line up, then it's easier to say, okay, well, we chose this color, but this isn't going to necessarily speak to this group that I know is really important. So let's maybe work on shifting this in a way that makes sense. Then you have a way to have conversations that I think otherwise you maybe can't have when you end up in this, well, I just want this because I want it and I just don't feel like changing it. Why? Yes. What are we doing? Hey, men, sister, if I had, that's a whole nother, other, other conversation, mm-hmm. but knowing why you're picking what you're picking comes from figuring out your ideal client. <laughs> yep. It has to happen. Yes, yes. So I am excited to tell you guys about our amazing ideal client magnet workshop. You'll be able to join both Erica and I. January 16th, 2020. Oh my gosh, 2020 is already here. Um, We will be joining you virtually. So it doesn't matter where you live. You could be in Africa. You could be in India. You could be in California. You can still join us on January 16th. And we're doing that from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I love that we're able to do this through Zoom, which is a very easy app for people to use. And we are breaking down the pieces of who your ideal client is from a very inclusive space. Um, Erica, our queen of inclusion, (laughs) is going to challenge you with all the great questions to get to the heart of who your people are, as I like to say. Um, And it's important because this is one of the first steps that we take our clients on when we work with them in pause on the play, because we can't go further down that journey unless we know exactly where it is that we're going. So we start here. Exactly. So I am so excited to have some of you guys join us for that. You can find out more details in the show notes, or if you are not as podcast savvy and you just want to type in a URL, you can visit flauntyourfire.com slash events, or you can visit pauseontheplay.com and there's an event button there that you can click on that will give you all the details you need so you can reserve your seat because we are only taking a very small number of people and our seats are filling up fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Come on, folks. Catch this it is, while it lasts. <laughs> yes, this is a great way to start off your year. Start off with intention and clarity. Yes, I am so excited to be offering this with you guys. All right, thank you so much for joining me today, Erica. Thank you so much, India. Are they playing with Christmas stuff? Girl! She came. <laughs> Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. 
Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?